0: This episode of Nintendo Voice Chat is brought to you by Gamefly.
1: Here we go!
2: Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 375. The last episode in September. Soon it's gonna be October, the month that Mario is going to grace us. We've got a... Awesome show for you today. We're going to talk about the little game that could, uh, Golf Story, which you may not even have heard about. We're going to do a six-month check-in with the Nintendo Switch and how it's doing. And we will also talk uh, a little bit about the Super NES Classic that just hit stores, our impressions. And we actually have the reviewer of that system here with us. We've got Jonathan Dornbush on the panel.
3: CHARMED, I'm sure. Hello.
2: Yeah, and we have Zach Ryan. Here I am. As always, Brian had to head back home. He can't be with us this week, but we have a wonderful replacement here. Tom Marks.
4: Hello. Making his NVC debut. And yes. Tom, you're
2: you're new to NVC. You haven't been on the show. You're kind of new to IGN. What do I you am.
0: do? I've been here for two months. I'm the PC editor coming in, uh, but I, I love Nintendo. That's kind of, you know, Nintendo games and PC don't have a lot of crossover a yep. lot of the time. So it's always been my, my console of choice is anything Nintendo. The so first three.
4: You did for us was a yeah,
0: Yeah, it was overcooked special edition, yeah, So,
2: basically, PC at home, switch on the go for you, or yeah, pretty much. Well,
0: well? I have, I have a like, I'm on the train about an hour and a half every day, so like the switch is, is a real, real miracle device for me. Like, I really, really love it. Awesome, uh. Big shout out to the fans for supporting us as always. Thank you. Keep subscribing to our YouTube channel
2: at Nintendo Voice Chat. You can watch the show on IGN as well. Of course, we'll have the audio podcast for you every Friday as well. Um, I want to uh, give special thanks to uh, a couple of people who reviewed us on iTunes this week. So, you know, Brill0227 said, the one podcast I make sure to listen to every week. Keep up the great work. We will. Thank you. And Patrick Geiser says, I check Reddit and Twitter way too much for Switch news. NVC Weekly still has surprises and impressive breakdowns. I look forward to every episode. Keep it up. Thank you guys so much uh, for reviewing us. If you love the show as well, give us some props on iTunes. It really helps us. More people will discover the show and uh, we'll eventually be incredibly rich and retire on a desert
3: <laughs> island. <So laughs> thank wait. you so much. <laughs> um, it's it's
4: is, uh, that, it's is that really the case? Yes. I mean, okay. Then. If you uh, the
3: end game. yeah. yeah. If, iTunes reviews
4: translate into money. Yeah, now I know to really start chilling those iTunes reviews. If you
3: get to 10,000 iTunes reviews... That's You're it. set
4: for life. Said, You're yeah. a made
2: yeah. man. Yeah, you can or swim woman. in a pool of switches. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Wonderful. Scrooge
2: McDuck of switches. McJuck- switches. Uh, it'll be beautiful. A um, couple of things. Uh, Tom's also working on a really cool feature. He's uh, he's actually he's reviewing uh, Golf Story for us, but he's working on a feature on how to mod your Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you're watching the video version here, sorry audio listeners, but I'm I've got my atomic purple uh, Joy-Con, so kind of throwback to the classic Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of beautiful colors around the table, and then there's Zach's switch too with the gray controllers. <laughs>
4: Yeah, this is we'll fine. See. This is fine if you have this but, um, in a burning room. But
2: Tom, Tom is going to show you how to do that. The, yeah. the, the shells are actually not very expensive. You can order them off Amazon. Uh, other retailers have them too.
4: Yeah, and
0: we got these ones. These are the, the gold Joy-Con ones and white. And then we also have uh, translucent, completely translucent, clear, and a white back. And we're getting an orange clear one yep. in as well. And I'm going to tear open a Switch and hopefully not destroy it forever and, and show you how to how to do that yourself.
2: Post a video of it yeah. so people can watch that. Awesome. So we'll be sure to highlight that more um, so that you can stand out in the crowd with your custom Switch and not be a Zach
4: Ryan. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jonathan and I were just talking about uh, the kind of custom colors that we would want to see for like? Switch yeah. controllers. And I think that uh, personally, I want to see a GameCube color scheme. I'd love Purple or orange with the GameCube buttons. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, the, that, that color scheme, yeah. 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 Uh, color scheme, color scheme. I color think, think would be really cool. It, yeah. It which, which one did you button.
3: say? Well, so I would have taken uh, any GameCube color. I think uh, the orange with or a pr- solid purple. Yeah. Uh, solid purple is really the one I want, just because that GameCube is. I think the the Nintendo system I played the most at home when I was a kid. Uh, and so I just really want that with me on the go. It not
4: the not the yellow Nintendo 64, the DK yellow Ooh, one. No, that's Barrett's. Barrett, Barrett yeah.
3: want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Or the, or the Pokemon one.
3: the, uh, the, po- uh, the Pokemon. Oh, you want it. And I just have
4: Pikachu on
2: It was the era of like the IMAX also going like translucent super colors. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. 64 yeah. Yeah. did that too with a bright mm-hmm. orange and that like poison well, green and all that. It's yeah. little
4: known yeah. fact that nobody, no scientist knew how to engineer clear plastic until uh, 1996. Oh, that's it?
3: Miyamoto found it out. He did. It was very Press Snapple. Yeah, yeah. Thank uh-huh. you, Zach. That's
4: right. Okay. <laughs>
3: uh, so.
2: A uh, big week, actually, for the Switch. Uh, you wrote a story about this. Yes, oh, yeah. games.
3: There are 18 games out this week for the Switch, which is a crazy yeah. week, especially for everyone who says there are no games on Switch. I don't,
2: uh, I, I don't know if I got them all here, but I wrote down what came out. Sure, um, we'll take a look. So Cine- Cinemora EX, a really cool polygonal shooter, came yep. out a couple of days ago, but most of these games are hitting uh, around the time that you're actually watching this show, Right. provided you're watching this on Friday, the 29th of September, and that's FIFA 18 is out. That's a um, one. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit about FIFA in a second. But on the eShop, uh, we we're seeing Congo Master Party, Tower of Babel in Versus Deluxe, ACA Neo Geo Burning Fight. So one of the uh, arcade classics brought back. Brave Dungeon Plus Dark Witch Story Combat. Combat one title, one game. <laughs> Picross S. Yes. Demo <laughs> Sparkle to Lovers in ear. a Dangerous Space Time Astro Astro Bears Party Physical Contact Picture Place. Pankapu, One Piece Unlimited, World Red Deluxe, Binaries, and Butcher. As you can tell, a bunch of
3: Japanese games just yeah.
2: from, the, uh, from the awesome nonsense titles. Oh, yeah. When
3: yeah. I was pulling in some <laughs> info from like the official Nintendo sites, I, I could tell some of these uh, descriptions were just purely translated on Google. Right. Yep. Just, just like, straight not Google translate. Yeah. And, there's,
2: and there's Golf Story on yes. 3DS. You got yo Watch 2, Psychic Specters, Cult Seb Revolt on Wii U. We haven't uh, heard that wow. name yeah. in yeah. a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel a tremor in the force here. Uh, Hive <laughs> Jump, Super Ultra Star Shooter, and Double Dragon, uh, double Dungeons came out uh, and on, on that
3: machine. Red Steel Five is coming. That's right. <laughs> it's,
2: it's great. I mean, look, a lot of games obviously are coming out of various uh, quality levels and size levels, and there's some smaller indie games that are definitely worth a look. But first of all, the big one is FIFA 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a simultaneous release. Have you guys seen it yet? I think we'll, we've got some uh, footage we're going to show uh, on the on the video version here, but um, looks pretty good. Yeah, we had an yeah.
4: opportunity to see it at uh gamescom this year yeah. and in germany in august and uh very impressed with what they did with fifa on the switch uh for all intents and purposes it is a v- fairly accurate representation of the other consoles versions yeah um there's minus, a, m- minus the story mode yeah. right yeah um, so unlike the nba Ger- 2k right.
2: which, uh, which we had last week fifa does does do the old ea trick of giving nintendo owners last year's version yeah. Right. Let's, let's call it this happened before in the GameCube age, in the N64 age where, uh, you know, I, I remember covering games like Madden back then. Like Madden 64 was always built on last year's code because they had to do something custom for these machines and they couldn't just port games one for one. In some cases, it still re- resulted in a great game. Sometimes, though, you know, we did get the shaft with those versions. Sometimes we got something extra like Mario characters in it, right. a soccer game, for example. Yeah. Um, this one looks good. So it's a it's a solid, it's a good soccer game. It, I wouldn't call it the most ex- exciting release in the FIFA franchise, you know, very mm-hmm very, uh, is it fair to say by the numbers? Uh, and then it's missing the, the big upgrade, the story mode from the other version.
4: Now what's, what's your history with FIFA? Are you a a certified FIFA boy? No. So I was
2: a big international superstar soccer guy back in the days, but I did enjoy the FIFA games and the, the gap got closer and closer to the point where FIFA just features wise, obviously had the, uh, the licensed players, all that kind of had the edge for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and now, you know, obviously, uh, we've, we've got, uh, you know, Konami. Still in the game with a really, really good uh, game. Yeah, Pez. I have, uh, yeah, and um, we don't get Pez on the Switch. Um, maybe someday Konami come on. Um, but so far, I mean, I think FIFA, if you're, if you like playing soccer games, you want a good game on the go. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. And as
3: I, I'm a lapsed FIFA player I played yeah. a ton in high school because everyone else in high school is playing FIFA. Uh, and I haven't really played since then, but having it on the go is a really good excuse for me to want to pick it up again. Uh, because I, mm-hmm. I just, I don't like to sit at home and play something that I could watch also, or it, mm-hmm. like, it feels a little weird for me, but I'm excited to have this on the go. But this is also one of those weird cases where EA has been saying, Hey, this is how we're going to test success on the mm-hmm. Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's, it almost feels like there's pressure to buy. Well, but it. that's, I, I feel like that's the <laughs> bummer
2: that we didn't get the version that has yeah. the exciting new bells and whistles. Now you could argue, well, you didn't get FIFA on a Nintendo yeah. platform last year. So um, it's its good to have everything with updated rosters. And,
4: and, and, and right I, now. I also feel like on EA's part, it's a little weird that the, the, idea that Star Wars Battlefront or something would come to the Switch as predicated on a less than version of, of FIFA, yeah, is yeah. it's a little odd, but that being said, as a test case, uh, internationally, I feel like FIFA could probably make up for a lot of that. Kind
2: of oh, so, I, I mean, I, I think that was... Probably the story that went around at EA in the beginning where they said, we don't know what to make of this machine. Let's test the waters with FIFA. Why FIFA? Biggest seller. Huge game internationally. Certainly, uh, you know, Japan is a big market still for Nintendo consoles. um, So having a FIFA game there is is a good idea. Europe, uh, you know, smaller market, but the game just sells like gangbusters over there as well.
4: A little inside baseball here, but... uh two years ago inside when soccer. I started inside, inside thank soccer, you. Yeah. Football, if you will. Football. Um, two years ago when I started booking e three for IGN, uh, when I started booking our live shows, um, uh, my manager who had previously booked it for years came to me and was like, Hey, uh, I'm looking at your list of games. It looks, like you've got all the heavy hitter hitters. I don't see FIFA or Pez on yep. here at all. And I was like, well, why, why would we book that? Like, it's not huge. Neither of those games are really p- perform well with our specific audience, but come to find out that the international audience just flocks to that kind of stuff yeah. and yeah. every year at e3 those are two of our highest performing video pieces are those live demos so uh, the, sure. the audience is there and and know. so you
2: know to finish the thought on on EA testing the waters I think that was the early story that went around that story changed I'm sure the moment the we uh, the we the switch <laughs> actually sold out the we the we did but the Wii U didn't um, the, now that the Switch is on a route to success and is actually selling faster than some of the other consoles in the market, I think that's what publisher look at the platform Absolutely. with different eyes. Well, so yeah. I wouldn't keep repeating that story sure, because yeah. I'm sure that changed. No, yeah,
3: that, that came yeah. out a couple months yeah. after the Switch yeah. was still... Uh, good, but they didn't know if that would be long term
4: success. That's the no, kind of thing. Long-term. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that that I think people get kind of confused about when they see a developer like Capcom trying with uh, Street Fighter and Resident Evil because those are known quantities, right? Yeah. Like they're not bringing over anything too potentially risky. But also, you get a lot of this sort of derision where people see Capcom making statements about like basically testing the waters for their further support, yeah. and it's like. Well, yeah, but Switch sold out so fast. Like, how does Capcom, a company like Capcom, not just have dollar signs in their eyes right out of the gate? And yeah. I think that that's why. I actually think
2: they, I, I think many of them do now. i am got to think after Bomberman,
4: Yeah. You, Konami <laughs> said, oh, more of that,
2: please. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. that was not an expensive you game to do. You think
0: make. It, it'd take time for them to pivot, too, right? Yes. Like, if, if everyone was maybe rightfully wary of the Switch before, because of how kind of poorly the Wii U performed, yeah. like, they've had, what, six months now to realize, oh man, people are buying these things a lot and now they kind of have to get going on, on yeah. bringing some of their other games mm-hmm. over. At least that's what I hope. And yeah. I'm
3: glad it didn't result in a fall that is just full of rushed ports. Mm-hmm. That they are yep. taking yeah. the time. Yeah. So
2: we'll pick up that discussion a little bit later when we look at the Switch's performance so far, but uh, Picross S came out. I totally forgot to mention the announcement last week. If you're fans of Nintendo Voice Chat, you you, you know that I'm uh, I'm a little crazy over the Picross games. They're I've so good. Love them for many years, and for some reason like I could have the biggest game on, on the platform. I'll go back to playing Picross on the 3DS on mm-hmm. An airplane. I just feel like it's just such a great game to play for hours. You're into it too, right? Oh, well, I
0: love it. I love Picross. I was playing. I've been playing like some sort of web version or 3DS version <laughs> of Picross for years and years. I like. I, I I don't know what it is about that puzzle game compared to others because I'm like a puzzle game freak in general. But like there's something about it that's just so zen, where it's like, it's challenging, but not so challenging, and like, it just is that perfect kind of in-between for me. The loop
3: of it is so satisfying, because you, if you feel like you're stuck in one portion of a puzzle, you can just go to another portion, and you have to use the clues that you're given, and the clues are there, Mm -hmm. and I love that. And
2: their helpers, uh, this version uh, helps you a little bit along when you're stuck as well. Uh, The new thing about this version is two people can play at the same time. That's so cool. So that's an upgrade. I mean, visually, it's not probably to Nintendo fans, it's not as interesting as the Pokemon or Zelda versions that we got in the past but it is very clean very clean looking and it uses the big screen really well as the puzzles get bigger yeah if you've, you you don't play a lot of picross no i played play, a lot play, of picross
4: yeah. on 3DS actually i i okay. owe that to you in fact it was it, yeah it was probably last year in the same week, you had a very long dissertation on the merits of PIS- Picross, and then also... Everybody in, just turned off envy. In, in that same week, uh, the guys on Giant Bomb spent a ton of time talking about yep. Pickross, and that was finally that what pushed me over the That's edge. I was like, well, I got to get into this. Yeah. These people are crazy for this little game, so yeah, I've played quite a bit of Picross in the last year. So, But that being said... I completely missed that it. it had come to the Switch, so I'll be downloading that. Everybody did it. So yeah. I really, yeah, I totally overlooked it. Um, I
2: didn't get a heads up on it either. I just, you know, downloaded it uh, from the from the eShop when it came out, um, and it's eight bucks. So for a puzzle game that gives you this much. Um, this much fun, I, I think that's a the small price to pay, so I, I would definitely get that. And,
0: and I hope it's a game that they continue to support too and kind of yep. add little DLCs or something like great. that because I, I, I like that it has co op and this is a really good system for it to, to have that.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the other, you know, there, there's obviously this ocean of games, and we could be yeah, talking mm-hmm. about One Piece. I mean, there are a lot of re releases like Cinemore, One Piece, and all that. But the game I really <laughs> you learn want more to about highlight... One Piece,
4: follow Mike Mamone on Twitter, <laughs>
2: yeah, Mike Mamone Twitter. Uh, The one I want to talk about is this little game from Sidebar Games. Sidebar Games, an an unknown developer, Golf Story, came out of nowhere, was announced um, on on Nintendo's direct stream, and everybody's like, oh, that looks cool. It looks like a Harvest Moon golf game. Little background on Sidebar. I reached out to them because there's no information on them anywhere. They're a two-man team out of Australia. Uh, They have eight years of game-making experience between them. Uh, They worked on Golf Story for the last year, and they actually started working on this game for the Wii U and, uh, you know, transferred this to Switch and uh, I think they should be pretty happy with the reaction from people so far. You're playing it right now for a review. Well,
0: yeah, and that's such a crazy turnaround to think about that they've been working on this game for a year. It was announced, what, a month ago? Yeah. And then, like, on Monday, we heard that it was coming out on Friday. It's just, it's incredible how quickly it's turned around and and to speak to that, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I've played mm-hmm. about seven hours so far and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a really good kind of... Arcade silly Mario golf type golf game uh where then you can go out after the golf matches and like help people with their problems and like level up your skills and get buy new golf clubs so it's this weird mix of Harvest Moon and Golf mm. and it's just a very very cool weird game.
4: So I got like very distinct Stardew Valley vibes yeah. from it. Uh it, just it, looking at I haven't had an opportunity to play it yet. Uh, I have it on my Switch. I just I this week has been a nightmare. But uh yeah, I, I the thing that stuck out to me more so than even Harvest Moon, the amount of side quests mm-hmm. and stuff like that like kind of screams Stardew Valley to me. And uh I think it's kind of funny that we between this and Everybody's Golf on PlayStation this year, we've got to, this golf resurgence. Right. It's like we've gotten <laughs> yeah. two golf games that have garnered a lot of attention but are also only sort of about playing golf. Yeah. Yeah. It's like golf is like a mechanic, but there's also a ton of other stuff to do. And I I, I love that idea to shake up a genre and be like, hey, you like golf? Great. But then there's also all this RPG stuff tacked on to it. Or, or not even tacked on, but like in addition. Well, to especially you, as so.
3: like the PGA golf series has sort of disappeared I like yeah. these
4: are taking the place of Thanks, them. Thanks Tiger.
3: Yeah. Yeah that yeah that didn't help. Uh, but yeah, I, it reminded me so much of playing Mario Golf like you were saying on the Game Boy mm-hmm. Color, I believe it was the first release. Uh or game Boy Advance was also one, um, Told Stool Tour. I loved those games and how they added those RPG elements in because they didn't feel like they were just thrown in there for an extra fun and like this feels the same way. Like golf story is integrated completely into that, but the golf itself is still so really fun.
2: So for people who watch the trailer and don't know what to make of it, yes, it is a 2D overhead golf game. It looks like a harvest moon or a secret of mana, like that top down, top down kind of vibrant Excellent graphics. Art, yeah. But you you basically start this story and it shows you as a kid practicing golf and then it goes of the opening like you get this cool opening that goes 20 years later <laughs> and it's like it's super dramatic and they they kind of poke fun at the concept of taking golf too seriously like the you'll walk around on a golf course and you know you'll uh, uh there's a weird thing with uh with seagulls going on the entire time yeah. right yeah or oh, geese the geese, geese. yeah geese. with geese yeah. uh and um you can do you can do certain chores but you can also just kind of uh, talk to people and challenge them to something like somebody will say "Like oh you can never hit the ball across to the island over there and you're like oh yeah and then you do it but you can also drop a ball anywhere
0: yeah that's uh. one of my, that's one of my favorite parts about it so far is that like while you're just walking around like the golf course talking to people you can literally just press Y and drop a ball and tee up and hit Mm -hmm. anywhere you want. You can (laughs) throw balls for no reason. You can do a thing where you throw up a ball and, like, chip it in mid-air. But why would
2: you do that? So what's the reason for dropping the ball anyway? So
0: part of it, I think, is just, like, there are these self-driven challenges that you can have where you just, like, not necessarily enter into a golf match, but you can just walk up to a hole and see if you can putt it in, and, like, you make your own little challenges. But then on top of that, uh, I I won't spoil too much or anything, but, like, there's – in the first level there are these buttons that are hidden around the map and if you hit the ball over a tree onto a button then you find all the buttons, it'll unlock a secret thing and then you can like get a super special golf Rod, you know that is is way better, and it's like there's all these weird RPG, like you were saying, Stardew Valley elements to it. Yeah. That's
3: that's really really cool and yeah. really unexpected.
2: And this melodrama on top of yeah. it. it's yeah. so you know, charming. A coach the who doesn't want to train yeah. you. Everyone's
3: so mean to you. Everyone yeah. is
0: so mean to you. You for can
3: first, hit perfect shots,
0: and they don't care. For the first three hours of the game, all anyone says to you is your like swing looks terrible. Like yeah. you're never gonna be a pro, and it's like, oh man. But this, even people
2: like, who have a really terrible swing say yes. that to you. Like yeah, yeah, there'll yeah, be yeah. people saying you're terrible. Look at me, and then they hit get the ball into the water and, yeah. and like no
4: commentary on them. It's just like, yeah. Uh, I, I really like the idea that, that dropping a ball anywhere is mapped to a single button press. And because I like what that does to the game narratively, mm-hmm. like, can you imagine just being at a golf course, like having a casual conversation with somebody and then just as they're talking to you, it just <laughs> drops a ball and just tees <laughs> off. Like, right? And there's,
0: there's a character in the game who specifically like what he does is creates like quote unquote golf courses, uh, uh-huh. Uh, where they shouldn't be. Right. So there's this one guy that you can find in each course <laughs> that will just be like, "All right, this hole goes from the snack bar to that hole across the like the clubhouse." Right. And so you're hitting literally over people's heads That's to awesome. get to these holes.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No,
0: it's just a, it's a it, it, it looked like the
2: moment I saw that game on the direct stream, I was like, "Oh man!" Like I'm not a big golf game player at all. Love hot shots and yeah. you know every, everybody's golf, all that, and Mario Golf, but. Don't seek these games out but there was yeah. just something about that aesthetic and like you you think immediately you think like, oh, is this like a like a Stardew Valley but with a golf story? Sure. And, and like, it, it seems like it's
4: it was, close it, to that. It was a really refreshing thing to see it on the direct and then to have it come out so quickly because I was feeling a little envious of uh, Sony players that were playing everybody's golf. Yeah. Uh, you know, because like people are raving about that game and talking about how great it is. Yeah. And then we kind of get like a Switch version of that as well. So that's yeah, something akin to it. it. When when I,
2: back when I covered the N64, there was a Japanese game called uh, Kawa no Nushitsuri Oh yeah, sixty four. Yeah, I played it. Yep. And that one, it's uh, called Legend of the River King in the, in the US. The title, yep. it never came out here, but it was the same kind of approach where you had this top-down, kind of cool-looking RPG, but the core mechanic wasn't battling monsters, it was fishing. <laughs> it was all about the story that there's this this river king, this giant fish that lives uh, in in you know somewhere on the map. and like if only you could catch this. and so mm-hmm. it becomes this big challenge. but it becomes this really charming game, pre-animal crossing about catching bugs and catching fish and just going anywhere and talking to Ooh. people. Like I would love to see you know, a game like that being revived for the switch because people you know bring it bring it to the uh, to the u s switch translator be awesome to have a, a game like that with Golf Story.
0: And, and the one thing I will say about Golf Story compared to Stardew, because it screams Stardew to me when I first saw the trailer, too, is it's a lot more linear than I was expecting it to be. Oh, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like, interesting. Yeah, Stardew, like, there's there's a lot of side quests that you can jump around and, you know, figure out what you want to do in what order, but, like, the there is a storyline that you follow through around uh, at the center of those side quests.
4: You're talking about in Golf Story. Yes, yes. in Golf yeah. Story,
0: whereas yeah. in Stardew Valley, you know, you can... Do you want to go farming, or do you want to go to the beach, or do you customize want to customize the map? Yeah, right? you can yeah. really, really choose what you want to do. Golf Story is a lot more like this is the path you're on, um, mm-hmm. but like that, that's not criticism, right? That's just like it, ha- how it differs from Stardew Valley. And yeah. it. Does it
4: scratch the same itch though? Uh
0: not quite. Yeah. Um, Stardew Valley is a a lot of freedom. Like I was yeah. I was expecting when I went to Golf Story that I'd be like today I'm gonna train you know my power mm-hmm. or right. something, and it's none of that. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I guess that just because of the the art direction and how similar they look, I was kind of expecting yep. that same that same situation yeah, as well. No, it's, yeah, it's not quite like that. And if you don't know Stardew
2: Valley and you haven't played that game, obviously that's coming to Switch coming too. Coming to Switch very soon with uh, with co-op play. Yeah, yeah. You now this game has uh, two player as well.
0: Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Golf Story. So Golf Story has uh, doesn't have two player co-op, but it does have just like kind of classic versus multiplayer. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine what Stardew Valley coming to Switch is going to do to my social life. Oh. <laughs> like given to what given what, what it did. Well, yeah, that. But like also what Stardew Valley did when it was came to PlayStation earlier this year. Like yeah, good game. Yeah, uh, the Super NES Classic
2: is out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. We'll find out one yet. Yeah. But. We'll, we'll see. Uh, the bad news is if you didn't get to pre-order one, I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun still trying to track it down. The good news is that a couple of retailers uh, and, and people uh, who are NVC fans working for retailers like Best Buy and GameStop has told us that there will be ample supply. Um, you know, there'll be plenty of systems for people or walk-ins, you know, hopefully, um, that means even if you don't get one on day one, you'll be able to walk and get one. Amazon, uh, doesn't sound so good. Sounds like maybe they overextended themselves a little bit with the pre-orders. You know, another NVC fan, uh, tweeted at us and told us that you heard from Amazon that they, uh, that they took on way too much. And so some of the pre-orders will ship. But we'll ship really, really late and you'll have to wait for them. So I think that's what's happening to mine. Yeah. yeah but you know what you you can always keep that in the back of your pocket, go out see if you see one in the wild uh, in one of the stores and uh, you know if I see one, I'll pick you one up.
0: Not to be pessimistic, but I, I will still believe that when I see
4: it okay right? like,
0: <laughs> like I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it won't happen, but man, like the track record hasn't been great yeah the, the, to the point where them saying this is what's going to happen doesn't quite convince me yet.
2: We'll see. Uh, The good news is switches are out
4: there. Yeah, they're yeah. finally yeah. starting to pop up a lot more often. Yeah,
2: yeah. if you uh, and you know if you follow Nintendo Voice Chat on on Twitter, if you want to tweet some pictures of switches in stock at us, we'll uh, we'll like them and retweet them. You know, help other people out actually find them. But you know, if we've seen some pictures from around the United States, at least that there are now some in stock at Targets and and Best Buy's mm-hmm. and GameStops as well.
4: Yeah, they see not necessarily are they readily available. Yeah, but it's getting gotta get
2: lucky. Yeah,
4: gearing it's, up for the holidays, yep. I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So how is the Super
2: NES class? Classic.
3: it's great according to the IGN scale 8.5 yeah. uh you punishment. reviewed it yes I reviewed it why I gave it why you 5.
2: uh well you weren't alive when the super NES came I out I was
3: alive I was a baby when it first came out but <laughs> I was alive what year were you born uh 92
2: wow wait a second
3: I just, I mean, came we were out well. In
0: 1990.
3: We were well into the Super <laughs> NES era by then. Two years then. old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I couldn't hold a controller in '92. You're trying real hard yeah. though. That's fine. I go on. Yeah. I'm just
0: uh, gonna quietly uh, sit here and uh, not tell you guys that yeah, I was born no. in '91. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Kid? All
3: right. Welcome to the birth
2: podcast. Yeah. I, <laughs> I played Super Nintendo in college. Thank you, <laughs> kids. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh but it was. Growing up, I, my sister had the console, um, mm-hmm. my older sister, and so I had played it a bunch with her and got exposure to Donkey Kong Country. I still have like vivid memories of the underwater level and the music, all of that mixing together. Oh, yeah. Things like Super Mario Worlds and all that stuff. Some of it I came to later. Uh, but this sort of wide swath of Nintendo games, I think, is such an unbelievable library. And I really wanted to dig into seeing how it was, both as a newcomer to some of them. I'd never played Earthbound, Final Fantasy, some of those. Uh, Yeah, I'd never gotten to play those before, but it was this awesome opportunity to revisit classics and try some out. And a lot of them hold up for the most part, I feel.
2: Yeah, and uh-huh. that's the you know Sam reviewed Star Fox Two kind of separately as yeah. an experiment out of fun, basically saying, "Hey, here's the longest delayed game finally released," and he gave it a five, right? He yes, said yeah. the game was uh, was okay, right? He and and he cited the fact that the 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 slowdown, obviously trying to pull off a polygonal game with open space, unlike Star Fox One, which was on rails. That's this weird. one actually has open space, and you have to like turn around, but couple couple. That freedom with um, with the slowdown, the 10 frames per second frame rate, and the digital controls, which make it hard to aim in that free space, yeah. he said it's actually not that much fun to play. It's a really cool experiment. It's, it's awesome to see a canceled game release, but ultimately, when you look at the rest of the lineup of the Super NES Classic, probably
4: the weakest. Game. Yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely near the bottom, if not the bottom of the list. From a historical perspective, though, it's so cool, like yeah. you're saying. I th- like, yeah, I think it's, it's just extremely interesting that yes. Nintendo,
4: who is a company that typically has a, a, a tendency to dismiss the th- the times that they've. Messed up, right? Yeah, or not, not? Maybe dismissed is not the right word, but to sort of gloss yeah. over, like you don't hear him talking about the Virtual Boy anymore, right? They ignored yeah, it. I, so, th- I yeah. think
2: it'll it'll come back. It'll be cool again. You yeah, know? like mm-hmm. not come back as a product, but come back as <laughs> something that they'll refer to, obviously in Smash Brothers. So, or and, and like I think that.
4: one of the interesting things about Star Fox in particular on the SNES Classic is I see a lot of people in the comments uh, of your review mm-hmm. saying things like, "Oh, why would anybody pay for this?" this is you can emulate all these games so easily this is obviously a product that's geared for collectors and what is more collectible than a game that has never been released and this is the only place that you can get it right? so it totally makes sense to me from a marketing perspective that they're going to be like yeah we do have another classic system and also it's the only place that you can get this game that was finished but never came out 21 years ago well likewise I'm sure you can find it for for free and
2: emulate it but there's also something about the the collection factor of that small Super NES and the way it looks and when you put it on your shelf now. Bad news: the controller
4: cords are still at, at less four point seven feet. Four point seven feet. Four feet seven inches. Still, still a little short. Yeah, four but feet and seven inches is a godsend compared to the NES. Classic. That's right. It is. And on a weekend, like on a Saturday or Sunday morning, when I get up and I'm like, you know, I really want to play some Mega Man yeah. Two, and my NES Classic is sitting there underneath my TV. I'm still. Like sitting on the edge of my bed, like yeah. pulling they, the cord. They
0: want you it. sitting cross-legged, looking up at the TV like your child. Sure. And
2: someone yeah, like, my
3: eyes are bad enough, though. Someone, yeah.
2: someone like Zach, who is eight feet tall, also can't even stand up while playing True. because the courts are not long it's, enough. Uh, yeah, I'm actually too. Um, yeah. The extension courts now with the NES Classic, the extension courts are plentiful. You can find them yeah. any, anywhere. You can you can buy yourself uh, some. And then the Super NES <laughs> Classic actually has two controllers in it, too, so you don't have to go on that crazy scavenger
4: hunt for yeah. a second controller as well. Yeah, right
3: mm-hmm. out of the box you have multiplayer, which is awesome awesome mm-hmm. for games like Super Mario Kart and Street Fighter if you want to just I hop mean into even those. Super Mario World yeah so, yeah yeah
4: uh, do you remember when Jared, uh, when the NES Classic was in the office, like when they started showing up, and uh, you don't, you weren't here. I but was not. I Jared was. Petty uh, had— wasn't wasn't born yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jared Petty had a uh, friend of the show, had a bunch of uh, NES Classic extension cables, and was the extension cable fairy. He was just wandering around, <laughs> and anybody that had an NES Classic, he was like, this is for you. This is for you. It was amazing. It was so you good. clap his hands and yeah. how delightful. Yeah. Woo.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's great. So, but um, you uh, you had the system hooked up to my desk for a while. Yeah, you guys yeah. were playing there. It, you know, just seeing how how well some of those games hold up, and then how well emulated they are on the system made me want to take this thing home. Yeah,
3: Mario World, Yoshi's Island, a lot of the 2D platformers still look fantastic. Super Metroid looks incredible. Yeah, Yeah. the RPGs as well, like Earthbound, obviously the art style is a bit simplistic, like it's very simple light and color scheme, but it looks great, even in that 4x3 mode is how it's originally based. You can also do a pixel perfect mode, which is a little slimmer to give it a more modern look, and then there's also, if you want like a CRT filter that's fuzzy, which the NES Classic had as well. Yep. Uh, but well, yeah, these games look gorgeous. A
0: lot of the games look great too because that's kind of the style that a lot yeah. of indie games are emulating, right? right. now, right. Like, like uh, Golf Story could
4: be fit a Super into Nintendo that, game. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, absolutely, and yeah,
0: kind of not look out of place. So it's yeah. it's interesting that the style, like the SNES classic is coming out at a time where that art style has come full circle and we're really into it now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you
2: mentioned the, the 2d games hold up. Well, uh, I I still, I mean, I love the aesthetic of a game like F-Zero. Yes. Um, But, you know, I I do think it's harder to go back to the Mode 7 um, 3D racers, you know, including Mario Kart. It is a bit harder to get back in because we're used to these fully 3D environments with, you know, with hills and mountains Mm -hmm. and, you know, just uh, uh, it's kind of funny when you go back to, like, skidding around on those flat plains. But they still, from a gameplay perspective, when you sit down and you keep playing, like, they're still very good. They hold
3: up all of the controls for almost everything, say for Star Fox too, yep. Uh feel solid. It, it was that thing of Super Mario Kart for me, the horizon line I didn't love. And so as things are popping into place, it doesn't look great, yep. but the way you can drift around corners and the way you can understand the speed of that game is still very on point. That yep. game is it's fast still. as hell too. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then, you know, obviously with Mario RPG, an, a classic Square Enix slash Nintendo co-production there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's just well, SquareSoft at the time. Yeah, there was no merger yet between. I wasn't gonna call you on it. The two RPG giants, right? We would have never thought about Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. The makers actually combining into one. That's crazy. Um, But it happened. Yeah. Um, But it's awesome to see that game on on that platform. It's
3: great that that's there because I think it speaks so much to even something like on Switch with Mario plus Rabbids, like the way that Nintendo is now reaching out with third parties again, there is a history to that all the way back then. And also just Mario RPGs like Mario and Luigi is back now on 3DS. Obviously that has sort of its influences come from RPG clearly. Um, But yeah, the library on the whole, like these are genre and franchise defining games in so many ways and linked to the past Super Metroid, Super Mario World's, they're all still so great to play. Like I played them dozens of times before. It
0: speaks wonders to the lineup of that system where you can say link to the past and pairs like, Oh man, I forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Forget about link Link to to the the past. past? I forgot about link to the past. Like that's insane. Yeah.
2: So what's your, what are your favorite games on, on the machine? What's your, what's your top Ooh. game to play?
3: Uh, so the one revisiting that I already played, I say Mario World. I just love exploring that game and finding all Fantastic. the secrets. It's so perfect. For me, uh, it's Link to
2: the Past, for that's, sure. That's yeah. you know, one that's, of my favorite games of all time, but
4: then it sits next to Super Metroid, and you're like, yeah. oh, man, Super Metroid is one of my favorite games of so, all time. Yeah, your, This is
2: Final Fantasy.
4: Your Super NES Classic shows up, you unbox it, you plug it in. That's, the first game you're going to play is Link to the Past. I don't think? think so because I know that game by
2: heart. Sure, I know everything about this game. I think I'll go to a game that I haven't played in a while, like Super Castlevania. You know, when you guys hooked it up, I played. Uh, I played Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, so I go, go, No, ghouls yeah. And
3: it's Ghouls and Ghosts. It's Super Ghouls and super it's Ghosts. Ghouls and ghost. Ghost. Super yeah. that Ghouls and Ghosts. is hard.
2: And I was That's like, Brian's screw this. Super Nintendo. game. Screw this game. <sighs> I got. I got so mad again. I'm like, yep. oh, I want to get to the second level because it's some of the best music in any Super NES game. And I'm like, getting to the second
3: level. <laughs> <laughs> like you start I'll just go, go to YouTube and listen to. To it. Yeah, uh, that game is.
2: No, but I'll I'll, pro- I'll probably play Super Castlevania first, just because I'm a huge
4: Yeah, I'm fan. really looking yeah. forward to playing Castlevania. Um, uh, I haven't played Castlevania since probably I played it on the Super but Nintendo. But then the so.
2: holy trifecta of Super Mario World, Link to the Past, and Super Metroid yeah. being on there. What about yeah. you? Uh
0: Super Mario RPG is is a game that is very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I I love that game. But honestly, I think my top pick is Kirby Superstar. Um, that collection oh, of games, I, I I used to play Kirby yep. Superstar when I was a kid, like nonstop, mm-hmm. and specifically the the Great Cave Escape. I, I can't remember the okay. exact name of it, but the Great Cave Escape, like mini game within the Kirby Superstar package, was just like. That's just, it's a phenomenal <laughs> game within yeah. a game, within, like, you know, it's it's this really, really great thing where it's Kirby, but you're collecting all these hidden secrets around, and then there's also the Milky Way Galaxy one where it, it, it kind of turns the copy ability on its head where you can't copy enemies, but you yeah. find their powers and can go back to them every time. I think that Kirby has always been, at, like, probably number one or two, like, maybe Zelda's number one and Kirby's my number two Nintendo thing, and so, like... Just a collection of some of the best Kirby games ever made is is really hard to resist for me. Yep.
4: Yeah. Uh, Yoshi's Island. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Still so pretty. (laughs) Yeah. I said holy trifecta, and now it's what's what's a (laughs) quadfecta? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's funny because Yoshi's Island came out so late in the Super Nintendo's life cycle, and it was marketed here as Super Mario World Two. Because I think Nintendo was afraid that American audiences would see Yoshi on the front and, yep. and think that it was a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I think that it was, it's sort of this, like, I don't want to say cult hit, because a lot of people love Yoshi's Island. A lot mm-hmm. of people say it's the one of the greatest platformers of all time.
2: But it's not the one you mentioned first when you talk about the Mario, Mario platform, right? right? Yeah. Or the yeah. Nintendo platform. But
4: it's such an amazing game, and it's hard, and it's long. Yeah. Yeah, Damn. And uh, yeah, it's something I i haven't played it in a really long time. I... Uh, I uh I haven't I haven't played it in probably I played the the GBA version yeah. it was probably the last time I played it but that doesn't count because that's didn't have the SFX chip yeah. uh, running in the background it did have some cool extra levels though that I wish that they would have implemented you, here you, you
2: can tell they in the, in the uh, in the quest to get this game emulated properly because it mm-hmm. did use the Super FX chip too mm-hmm. right it it looks like Nintendo touched the code a little bit mm-hmm. they changed the look of the font do you think slightly they, too do you to think they a when more they touched legible. the
4: code they got dizzy <laughs> you don't
2: know if you know don't know that level it's the trippiest level <laughs> in all of Nintendo Touch fuzzy games. get yeah. dizzy oh yeah <laughs> uh, it's like yeah. literally yeah. goes
4: Burr! Yeah.
2: Everything goes like wavy line. Uh, did yeah. you
4: yeah. did you know that a uh, friend of the show Justin Davis still owns the domain name uh, touchfuzzygetdizzy.com? No. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah. That's
2: great. No, I didn't there's so many things I don't know. About Justin. And then when <laughs> I know them, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I wanted to know. It.
3: his Where's yeah. Waldo google doc. That's great. Uh-huh. Uh
2: so you recommend getting this thing off, Absolutely. You're calling it great.
3: Yes, I think if one if you can. Find yes, it. yeah, if you can. One thing that uh we briefly touched upon, I think just the RPG library and this is so stacked with yeah. Final Fantasy with Super Mario RPG with uh, Secret of Mana and with Earthbound. Yep. There's so much just there. Yeah. If you like RPGs, like that, you I have mean, to play that. You're talking about 160
4: hours right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, yeah. yeah. Of great RPGs. Yeah. Uh,
0: 160 yeah. hours of like four of the best RPGs, RPGs ever made. Yeah. yeah.
4: Cool. Yeah. And so, I mean, t- full disclosure, when you review the SNES Classic, yes. I don't think anybody expects you to play through all the entirety of every game. I did on not it. play all. Yeah, so when six games you say you played games, when you played yeah. Final Fantasy six, yeah. and that's a game you haven't played, how, how much did you play? Like so, out of curiosity. So for the well, RPGs, Final I, Fantasy yeah, three. Yeah, it
3: was a mixed bag for me time wise. How much? Sure, I spent. sure. Like if I I know Super Mario World, so I play for an hour, and I get it. Uh, right. Some of the RPGs obviously were on a truncated timeline to, mm-hmm. to get the review together. For the RPGs, I tried to spend at least a couple of hours in each of them yeah. uh, just to get immersed in the world, and obviously a lot of them start slower. Uh, well, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to get more immersed. I'd say probably at least two to three hours for okay. each of those, which yeah. was what I attempted for.
4: Well, on behalf yeah. of this panel yeah. and the room at large outside, I would just beg you to finish Final Fantasy 3. Alright, give yeah, me now that you've 60 s- more hours. I want to. Probably the greatest RPG of all time. Time, yeah, yeah,
3: that's well, that's why I'm excited to get my own because everything that I that. yeah, yeah, of course,
1: all
4: yeah, yeah, right. Play. Well, yeah.
2: so if you want to play some classic games, sounds like this thing is good. If you want to, you know, go back to the Super NES age, and if you can find it, maybe you can
0: buy the Super NES Classic, okay. Hello there, would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games at Gamefly.com. You pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. GameFly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees. So if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time and they also offer movie rentals too. Head to GameFly.com slash voice chat and start your free premium 30 day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer again by visiting GameFly.com slash voice chat. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now. Uh, Let's
2: go to the next topic. So the Switch came out more than six months ago, so we feel like it's a good time to, uh, to check in. Mm-hmm. And see how the system is doing. I'd love us to actually give our ratings and our feedback on how we feel the the system is now at this point in time. You know, six months in, uh, from a hardware perspective, from a services perspective, and from a game lineup perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll go through that. But before, just kind of check in on sales performance. I think the last official number we got was from from uh, July.
3: July. That was the last number they gave. Yeah. yeah. So we can assume it's a little bit over. But they're at four. That number was 4.7 million worldwide.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. anecdotally, whenever there were units in store, they disappeared from stores. Yeah., mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so, you know, Reggie, in an interview um, recently said that he felt they they were doing really well in supplying stock, actually. It's just that the system is in high demand and selling out. you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, there would be more in stores if uh, if you were meeting demand and then some. but it's uh, but it's good to see that the system is a, a top seller. Out of the six months that it's been available in the U.S., it was the best-selling console, um, but overall, the PS4 was still ahead. Um, you know, obviously, it was out January, February, um, before the the Switch came out. Um, we'll see if that's still true at the end of the year, because you'd expect a new device to outsell one that's been in the market for mm-hmm. for a couple of years. So. Um, well, you know, you still have to see
4: good story for Nintendo. We'll still have to wait and see what the impact of yeah. uh, Xbox One X yep. launching in the holiday window does as well. So. For sure.
2: So it's going to be a really interesting race to watch. Um, as far as kind of sales performance in the first month went, right? The system yeah. sold almost a million units in yeah, the US I bl- alone. In I the believe the first it was 906,000
3: yeah. was the number they gave, and yep. it was 500,000 in Japan. Yep. Uh, and yeah, my favorite thing about that launch month was, we talked about it last week, that Zelda had over a million copies sold which means more copies of Zelda were sold than there were systems that month.
4: It was a huge first What did, what did you say? It was like a 102% attachment? Yeah, it was yeah. like
3: a 102% attachment, <laughs> so which is amazing. But- and
2: then I, th- I think actually the success in Japan is one to watch over time as the software lineup develops too yeah. because it did outsell the PS4, you know, launch to launch comparison in Japan mm-hmm. which, you know, Japan, as you know, the market has transformed. More mobile players, you know, the biggest... Highest played games were mobile. The Vita actually did pretty well, and certain franchises like Monster Hunter, uh, you know, blew up on the on the portable side. You know, on on the 3DS, mm-hmm. and you know, there were certain games on the Vita that performed really well. Now you've got the Switch in the market. That's the first device to really be both. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think we'll we'll see continued success with this machine if it gets some of the the Japan friendly franchises.
3: Yeah, long term with a yep. Monster Hunter and the few other right franchises. Yeah, absolutely. the Dragon
2: Quests and yeah. all that will definitely help fuel that machine out there.
3: Bethesda games as well. Hume and (laughs) Wolfenstein.
2: That's going to be interesting for the U.S. market, certainly, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some big stuff coming. So I wanted to to take a look at, um, you know, I think the most exciting thing to look at is the game lineup. Um, So, you know, if you were to judge Nintendo's first, second-party lineup for the Switch so far, six months in, we had games like we had Breath of the Wild. We had a new franchise like what was that first one? Never heard uh, of it. Breath of the Wild. Um, It's uh, it's this new Altoid flavor. Uh, Then they have uh, arms which was a unique original game. We had Splatoon 2, so yep. a full-fledged sequel to uh, one, of, one of the coolest games on the Wii U, really. Mm-hmm. And they had Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe as a, as a re-release and, you know, a host of smaller titles as well. It feels like, you know, every month there's a Nintendo franchise dropping. Obviously, we've got Fire Emblem Warriors coming up. How, how are you feeling about Nintendo's support for the first six months?
0: I'm feeling more like middle of the road yeah. about it. Like I, I don't mean to disparage any of those games because I yeah. think it's a weird thing for me. Because like I think every game that they have put out, first party, I've really enjoyed. Right? Like I think all the games themselves are really, really good. But I, I don't know. Like they don't all they don't all appeal to me. Like as mm-hmm. like my like I wasn't I'm not huge into fighting games. So like Arms was very very cool and I liked playing it. But like I wasn't crazy about it right like it didn't do much for me if, in terms of the system like it, it uh, so like i i appreciate everything they've done and i really think they've done well i just kind of wish there was like like i really still wish that mario odyssey was was out earlier in that console's life in that
2: in the first 6 months Yeah. you're demanding interesting you're i wish it out later really i'd be <laughs> okay if it came out in
3: march yeah there's too much to play <laughs> i'd be okay, i'd be okay if it was like a here one year anniversary release
4: of the switch here's mario, here's mario. Yeah. like yeah.
3: that's honestly what i would rather
4: uh, I'll to into that. I, I feel like uh, first party wise Nintendo has done some interesting things, right? Because they launched a game with Zelda, which as far as I know, well, Twilight Princess, I guess on Wii. Um, it's not a common occurrence that a, yep. a new system launches with a Zelda title. Um, and obviously not one that is so universally uh, well loved. And they took the Um, same approach, right? Capping the Wii U mm -hmm,
2: with the Zelda Zelda title and and releasing that same title on the Switch. So analog to Twilight Princess. Right, Uh, very
4: similar. Uh, So, I mean, that in and of itself, I feel like that one game, to me, is enough to warrant... uh, Obviously, it was enough to warrant a purchase of the system. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a strong enough title that uh, if you're giving a rank on a numerical scale. Like yeah. that would bump it to like a seven to me alone this year, because it's like, I played that game more this year than I've played any other game yeah. I have hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, Maybe like two hundred hours, but anyway, um, think like I yeah. yeah, so I think I think that alone is is worth the price of admission. But then also, I think that they're doing interesting things, taking risks on new franchises like Arms, which I agree. Like I was into for a while. I haven't picked it up in a long time, but I think it's it's good to know that they're. But, but you love at, clowns. I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But like looking at what they did with Splatoon on the Wii or uh, the Wii U. And replicating that with a game like ARMS and saying, like, well, here's something weird that we want to try, so here it is, enjoy it. Um, But then they've also done a really smart thing in in getting an Express sequel in Splatoon 2 out. Um, And then they've kind of taken an interesting approach uh, with games like Mario Kart 8 and Pokemon, or Pocket Tournament, uh, bringing those over from Wii U and kind of covering all their bases from a Mm first-party angle. It's like, well, here are, you know, we've got a couple of fighting games, and we've got this giant open-world action adventure game uh mario's coming this year uh xenoblade is coming this year yeah so i think by the end of the year, I would expect my score to jump up to like like an eight or a nine because they they really haven't d- done a great job first party of getting all those b- important bases covered. In I think the first you guys game. are way tougher than I am. Like yeah. when I just think about certainly by
2: the end of the year, we would have had a Zelda game, a Splatoon game, a Mario Kart game, a Xenoblade game, a Poken game, a Mario game. That's a freaking crazy first yeah. party it's lineup. Insane. Like if I yeah. apply that to PlayStation and Xbox, you would have had like every single franchise that they hold dear. Yeah. Released in the course of yeah. the year, like, yeah, the- I actually think that is super impressive. I would say the one thing against the first party lineup being a, like a nine or a ten for me in the first six months is that Zelda was available on two platforms. It had, mm-hmm. If that had been the sole exclusive game as a as a critic of you know how the system is doing, how the lineup is doing, uh, I would have given it. I would have probably given it a nine. Like I feel like the first six months have so many varied titles. And Pokemon missed that like six month cutoff, you know, if mm-hmm. we said it at the beginning, September third. But like they were um just having a just having Mario Kart as a re-release, which is a really strong game, um, but then having a, an original Zelda Splatoon and games like ARMS to me is is pretty impressive. Well, first party lineup. I'd give it an eight, honestly. Yeah, I'm
3: right with you, especially yeah. I think the cadence of releases was really yeah, was smart like- of how it was one major game sort of per month. Yeah. Obviously, some of that was leaning on a third party game like Mario plus Rapids, yeah. which is a unique partnership, but I thought that schedule worked so well for the system. And especially like you were saying, all of these amazing games in one Nintendo year, like I think it's one of Nintendo's strongest years
1: uh, ever recently yeah.
3: for sure. But ever. Yeah. Very you guys positive.
1: are
0: convincing me now. I feel like I've, I opened too low here. It's good. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a, it's
2: a, it's a discussion. I, and I yeah. will ag- Like, agree. if you think purely about first party, like, and by the way, I lived through covering the droughts of Nintendo where, like, yeah. you're you're waiting for a couple of months to get a rare game yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Sometimes, yeah, sometimes mm. I think about Jose and the, and the Wii U era and how he must have had to just, like, drag this show across the finish line sometimes because there was just months, <laughs> months of no news or news that was like whatever you know yeah, yeah. so <laughs> but um, my
0: my barometer was always going into uh blockbusters and seeing yeah. the nintendo shelves just slowly get smaller sure, yeah. right
2: yeah all well, that remember um, blockbusters
0: but, but the, so i i think what you're saying is totally Fair and kind of something I didn't really put into that perspective of like, yep. man, Nintendo has released a lot, is releasing a lot of games this year. Uh, I, I guess where my my skepticism comes from is more like it felt like some of those games were definitely just like playing catch up. Like like the the uh, Mario Kart Deluxe is a phenomenal right. game, and I don't regret buying it in any way. But it's also Mario Kart 8.
2: It's a revisit. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure.
0: And and like you said with Zelda being on the Wii U and and Splatoon 2 feeling very much like a Kind of like Splatoon 1.5, a very very good mm-hmm. game as well, but not like a huge renovation of that series. Like I guess that's where my skepticism came in, is because it's like a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of stuff I'd seen at the beginning of this in the first half of its year.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think that's fair. So let's look at uh, let's look at third parties, and I'd say you know obviously we, we can talk a little bit about indies too, but if we look at the core third parties, the big guns. Uh, just so you guys know, I, I kind of looked at the uh, you know the, the six month mark of game releases. It was a uh, hundred. 28 games had come out for the Switch. Uh, Of those, 96 digital and 32 on cartridge. And uh, you know, very heavily weighed on the arcade side. Obviously, we had the Neo Geo re-releases, so like twenty-three of those. <laughs> uh, and then the rest was you know, lots of action games, lots of puzzle games, lots of platformers, action adventures. You know, if you count uh, Zelda and games like that in of, of that ilk in uh, in there, there were ten of those. Um, you know, and then a couple of shmups like uh, side-scrolling shooters, space shooters. You know, four of them. Zero FPS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zero. Yep. One shooter, Splatoon, mm-hmm. third person shooter. Um, and uh, luckily, only one board game as well, because I feel like, you know, the Wii <laughs> suffered from like the party variety board game yeah. uh, uh, st- uh, uh, disease. They don't
0: hate Fortune Street,
2: man. Three RPGs, three racers. So, I mean, uh, four strategy guy, uh, games. They, they had. Um, You had a pretty good overall lineup of titles between indies and the third parties. But when you break it down, you just look at the core third parties. um, You may find this interesting. So, Bandai Namco, five titles, Mm -hmm. biggest supporter, Capcom, one, Activision, one, EA, one, Konami, one, Microsoft, one. (laughs)
3: Because <laughs> we've got Minecraft, Minecraft on the system, yeah. right? Oh.
2: Sega 2, Square Enix 1, Take-Two 1, Ubisoft 3, uh-huh. you know, and Warner Brothers 4, obviously with the Lego games. So mm-hmm. biggest supporters were Bandai Namco. Warner Brothers. Very close with Nintendo, worked on Smash Brothers with them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers and then Ubisoft. How do you feel about the, the the kind of support from third parties in the first six months?
3: it It's obviously not as much as I would have liked, but I understand why. (laughs) Um, I think the support that was there from certain companies was strong. If you look at, I think, Ubisoft and Obviously, WB trying to be parallel with the other systems. Yep. For me, I prefer it this way if it's a slower roll, whereas I remember the Wii U launch. It was, hey, you played Mass Effect 3 already, right? Well, here it is again kind of on the Wii U. He mm-hmm. is Batman. There's, he Here's uses Batman, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Which is not what I want from a Nintendo system. I don't want six-month catch-up like that. So yep. as much as I would have rather seen more support... I'm glad we didn't get that version of support.
2: So, I mean, you'll get a little bit more catch up with the Bethesda games coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. There's Wolfenstein a Wolfenstein is not day and date sure. either. Yeah, um, so I think you'll see a little bit of that, but. Yeah yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like looking at I, I was hoping for more th- for more support at launch for the system simply because it is so different. Like the Wii U, I, I, I understand why developers and publishers were not that hot on the device. you know, not only did not didn't it move forward technology forward significantly in that generation, it just kind of like a lot of people looked at it and said, why? Whereas like with a switch you say, oh, Mm-hmm. yeah, there is a reason for this thing. and like it kind of can can connect the best of of both worlds of 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 handheld and mobile games and console games. This is a little. I, I, I wouldn't give the third parties very good marks so far from just kind of breadth of mm-hmm, lineup sure. mm-hmm. perspective, but having like the bright stars like Ubisoft, like the Rabbits game on the platform, I would absolutely say that's, that's quality software we want to see yeah. more of.
4: Yeah, I think overall I would say that the third party support has been fine with the yeah. exception of a couple of real bangers like yep. Mario plus Rabbids, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually kind of surprises me to hear you say that you were surprised that more third parties weren't supporting the Switch out of the gate. Because, like, if I was Dr. Ubisoft, yeah. president of Ubisoft Incorporated... Yeah, that's his name. Uh, or... Dr. or Ubisoft. Or Capcom, Johnny Capcom. Yeah. Uh, if I'm looking at the Switch and thinking about, do I want to put my games on this machine, it's like, well... We had a good run back in 2006 with the Wii for about a year, and then that kind of shut off. Mm, a lot of and people then, were late on that one, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, Wii U, eh, not so much. Did we have a good time there? So maybe <laughs> we'll wait and see. You know. And then yeah. obviously, like Johnny Capcom is taking that approach, and a lot of these companies, I feel like, are taking that approach. So In hindsight,
2: a little short sighted because no generation has been the same. Yeah. Right? Like you mm-hmm. could have said that about the PlayStation or the Xbox. Or, oh, let's not support but the PlayStation as much I this generation.
4: Right? I think it'd be hard pressed to yeah. find any international national multi million dollar company that is willing to run like arms open to new software like this. I and think be like- I- yeah, at least in this case, though
2: you could or have ported hardware, some of your greatest hits, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there are there were certainly some Vita games that should have made it out to the Switch really quickly. Yeah. And you know, I don't mean to disparage the, the the performance of the Switch or anything, but there are some easy ports where you had plenty of hardware power to spare to make these games run wonderfully well, and you didn't have to like think about like oh, how do I squeeze an Xbox One or PS4 game into this into the limited space of the the storage format or or the the lower performance of this machine. There were lots of big 360 and PS3 games that could have been out at launch or in the oh, first yeah. six months, and that that's why ultimately I would give I would give this third party lineup a, a, a five out of ten. Yeah, I'm right. You know, there. for some there. of the mm-hmm. you know, it was cool having a Bomberman game. It was it's it's cool having a, a Puyo a v Tetris game, and it's great having Rabbits, uh, Mario and Rabbits. Mm-hmm. But just kind of like you could tell they were just all dipping a toe in. Mm-hmm. You yeah. feel the same way?
0: Yeah, no, I do. I think I think I'm about there uh as well like a maybe even a little lower like yeah, a 4 maybe, or 5. Yeah. And that's not Maybe to I'm being generous. Yeah. Cuz Rabbids was yeah. I mean Rabbids as as you guys have said is like the the exception to any sort of rule with the, the third parties so far. Um I, I'm more hopeful I think yeah. with with third parties. Like I think it's not hasn't been great yet, but uh I'm interested to see what the reaction to FIFA 18 is and I'm mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing how these Bethesda ports are, are um, kind of welcomed into the fold and that sort of thing because I think that like you're saying a lot of these third parties were very wary given Nintendo's history and it's like n- now maybe hopefully they're going to say oh hey this is actually going great and start bringing their stuff and I right. really really hope that over the next year we just start seeing
4: a lot more third parties
2: yeah uh, for sure yeah, what do you what do you think number one? What would you rate the general third party lineup not counting the indies? Uh
4: yeah, I'm right there with you. I think yeah. probably like a 5 or a 6. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I think I yeah, I'd probably go 5 at this point. Yeah. yeah.
4: But Mario so Plus okay. Rabbids, would, yeah, Rabbids
3: yeah, Rabbids may sway me towards a 6, but I Yeah, and
4: and, and granted not
2: I mean if you go back and look at console history, it's not like consoles always launch with amazing support in the first 6 months. There's a sure. ramp up period. Um but, you know, I, I do feel like when I look at Square Enix, I'm like, I'm, I think it's great that we have a title from them in the first six months, but yeah. it was I Am Setsuna, which is a good game, but it is a it is a lighter, smaller Square Enix game. If we had something like Octopath Traveler or, God forbid, a Final Fantasy, <laughs> uh, anything like that, or, you know, bigger, um, you know, from the Enix side, something from the Dragon Quest franchise, franchise. Yeah. something yeah. bigger like that in the first six months, that would have been awesome. Absolutely.
0: I'm, I'm including the demo of Octopath Traveler. In You're
2: including movie. that one. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> That'll so bump th- it to a five. That, <laughs> It's a 5.5 <laughs> yeah, already mine. on the scale. <laughs> so compare that, though, if we look at 2016's top-selling games, right? So yeah. obviously we don't know what the top sellers will be of this year. I mean, Zelda and Mario look like good contenders to be in that top 10, but obviously mm-hmm. you have last year's top seller, Call of Duty, in there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So Infinite Warfare, Battlefield 1, The Division, NBA 2K17 was the number four selling game okay. last year. Uh, Madden NFL 17, Sure. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto V, I feel like every, every year... Every list will have Grand Theft Auto Five in yeah, it until the so. end of days.
1: Mm-hmm. Overwatch,
2: and that's not even including all the sales on Battle.net. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 still wow. in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, FIFA 17 and Final Fantasy 15. So those were the top sellers last year. And if you look at which games we're getting this year, we got NBA 2K17 already. We're not getting a Madden, no. which is mm-hmm. kind of cray. Uh, <laughs> we're not getting GTA yet, which... I got to think it's just a matter of matter of time. Phrase GTA Five fishing term. G- yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. GTA Five. GTA think? Five. Yeah. I feel like it's it's just a matter of time until I we're seeing so. that. It's got
0: to yeah. depend on what their their mm-hmm. internal plans are. If they're already working on six and it's way closer than we think, maybe not. But with Red Dead coming, I kind of doubt that. And I think you're probably the, right.
2: The only challenge with GTA Five is that you have to su- you have to keep on supporting one additional version as part of the online rollout, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have to create new assets yep. and all of that, or or maybe not, right? Like if 360 and and PS3 are supported, with the stuff you can, uh, you can keep going here. Uh, certainly, porting the Xbox 360 and the PS3 versions to the system is is would not be a problem. It would not be that difficult. Um, but uh, <laughs> Overwatch. That yeah. would have been an awesome game to get on this platform. Obviously, a little bit harder to pull off. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 mostly surprised at uh, you know not seeing Madden, not seeing anything from the Call of Duty and Battlefield uh, camp here. Yeah, because certainly they could have gone back to their catalog titles and yeah. brought another title over here.
0: Sure. I'm holding yeah. out for Overwatch too. I think yep. that has that has chance. Yeah, uh, not because that came in on PC runs so well. They've optimized that game yep. so incredibly well that I think it's something like over 20% of the PC players who play Overwatch are playing on integrated graphics. They're mm. like oh, playing yeah. on laptops without GPUs, wow. right? So I, I can't imagine obviously there's a lot of stuff you have to unpack with Battle.net and like how they do their mm-hmm. online stuff, but I can't imagine that game would be like incredibly difficult to bring to the Switch. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. And I'd say that knowing that game development is way, way, way harder than (laughs) I ever think it is, but
2: yeah. How do you feel, I mean, are you a Division guy? Did you play that game?
0: I played that for a bit and drifted away.
2: Yeah, I I thought it was interesting. I I didn't, it didn't, I didn't gel with that one. But, Mm. you know, this year's Division is called Destiny 2, obviously. Right. Right, and having Destiny uh, out,
4: um, Zach, how many hours have you played? uh, Just an embarrassing amount. (laughs) Yeah, just uh, Just Like, a shameful amount of Destiny 2 in the last couple weeks, yeah. And
2: that's a, you know, that's obviously a title that... uh, um, you know, relies on a great online infrastructure, co-op play, good voice chat, all of that that we'll get to in a second are not yet at home on, 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 on Switch, Switch. Yeah. and that yeah. they're still yeah. working on. But um, uh, you know, interesting, interesting. Uh, certainly, an interesting lineup so far. But I would love to see some of the heavy hitters come across. Absolutely.
4: Indie titles, just briefly. Nine out. How out do you 10. guys? Nine out of yeah. ten. Yeah. Seriously, I feel? mean, Nintendo has done a, an amazing job of curating indies this year and putting uh, a select handful out in front of people, yep. you know, like giving a major push towards some games, and then also saying, by the way. Outside of these games, which we have introduced to you and love, there's also all of these, which we've also certified and put on your system. So have at it. Like, I think it's uh, incredible the amount of indies that they've brought to the Switch. This
3: Shovel Knight game. has amiibos. Like,
0: who yeah. could have yeah. seen that coming? And they're That's so crazy. good
4: looking. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. really good. I.
3: I'd go a little lower. Me too. Uh, because my whole thing is, I think they've been great at showcasing nindies. Yeah. But a lot of them haven't come out yet, mm. and especially great ones. There are some great ones, but so many of the things that have been highlighted in the showcases have not come out when they said they were going to come out. And I understand development can be difficult. I'm yeah. not blaming the developers in any way. But there's sort of been a precedent set that when you tell me a thing's going to come out in spring. I'll see how it is in the fall.
2: Yeah, so I'm 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 a little bit in the seven seven to eight range yeah, as well. Yeah. Mostly because like some of the great games from Tomorrow Corporation are a little long in the tooth, right? Yeah. We've we've played them before on, on a few machines. Yeah. And the games that inside really excite me that are um that are kind of coming from the other platforms like Inside or Star mm-hmm. uh, Stardew Valley, for example, like those games aren't out yet. But we have we have an awesome lineup of really quality titles, and that's growing with games like Mario Golf, and obviously, you know, after the six month Mario. We've got uh, golf story. What golf did I say? Mario, I Mario golf.
3: golf. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's all right.
2: Oh, sorry, embargo. No, it's not. I totally messed up. <laughs> uh, up no, but uh, uh World Dig 2, Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, yes. just came out as well. So, if you start including these games, I think we're up there in the eight and nine definitely, range at the end of yeah, the uh, sure. at the end of the year for uh, me. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm eight and nine already because yeah. uh, uh, part of that to me, and this, I'll just say this real briefly. Like every indie developer I've mm-hmm. talked to like, is really happy with what Nintendo's been doing for yep. them yeah. as well. Every indie developer I talk to is, like, they've been really supportive in getting us on there and getting us get the games working. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. The developer, I talked to the developer of Kingdom New Lands, which came out on Switch earlier this year, and, it, like, he was just saying, yeah, Nintendo's just been so supportive of us and, like, so great in getting this stuff working. And, like, New Lands is a phenomenal game that, like, we're at the point where there are great indie games that are getting lost in the Switch shuffle. Severed, for example. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. which so is good. like that's an impressive amount of indie games. If you can like be missing them now too, is yeah. is it's something to talk about <laughs> i hear
2: you so let's uh, you know spend spend a minute here also on kind of os and tools
0: we already uh, pointed that out
2: you know what's the health of the platform i think we we're, we're all happy with hardware and like some of the features like the sleep mode and how nice it is to take with you and dock and all that yeah. sync controllers but how do you feel about the os and the tools that are available so far
0: I've kind of changed, and maybe this isn't quite the answer you're expecting, but like I've kind of changed my perspective of the Switch since before it came out. Like before it came out, I was very much like, oh, it's not going to have like a browser on launch. Mm -hmm. Like that's very, like, I don't like that. It's not going to have Netflix like my Wii U does and like all that sort of stuff. And now I'm just kind of like, I just play it on the train when I don't have Wi Fi anyway. And like, I don't really need those things. So, like, where I started kind of unhappy about the core services, I've like, become much more kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm not using it for those things. I have other things to do that. And, and I'm, I'm content with where it is right now.
4: Yeah. I really like the switches interface a yep. lot. I don't think mm-hmm. I necessarily, like you're saying, like I don't necessarily need a web browser. Yep. Uh, I think that stuff, Netflix web browser, that'll probably come down the line. Yep. But I feel like as a lot from, a launch perspective, I think, f- out of the box, it's a very elegant interface, and it doesn't—I I don't know—like interfaces to me, it's just fine. Like, and but did, this one is particularly good.
2: And they did some fast-follow improvements for like store, for example. Yeah. you know, they launched if you remember without being able to store your credit cards, right. and like mm-hmm. now it's super easy for me to just download games yeah. and, and add them. And the the uh, the in, the interface is simple, it's simplistic, but it's also very well-designed for a machine that you take on the go. Right. Yeah. You know, there could be more frills. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, for me, it's like software wise. I mean, definitely the big, the big issue is still with online being able yeah. to see yeah. what which ones of your friends are online through an easy interface, not having to always use your phone and all right. that. Obviously, voice chat is still a problem, and I'll I'll knock off points for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like in the in the to me I'm in the six to seven range on kind of like services available. Mm-hmm. I'm way happier with the, hard the hardware at all. Well. Oh, well. oh, yeah. You know, I'd be I'm definitely in the in the mid to high eights range when it comes to just satisfaction with the hardware, how reliable it is, how turnkey it is, how cool it is to play. But services. I feel like online is still an issue and then you know support of um, services like Netflix um, you know or YouTube I, I, I still feel like this device it has a kickstand it's so convenient it'd be awesome <laughs> to just yeah. like log into Wi-Fi and use it as a video viewing yeah.
3: device. Hard, hardware for me is a 10 simply because when you click in the Joy-Cons it snaps on the screen and yep, that's it the sound that's, that's all you need uh, but Easy yeah I'm, man, I'm with you with the services it's sort of the thing where I use my phone for Netflix in bed all the time yep. I would like a slightly larger screen I don't want to go buy an iPad right now yep. and I have this I would like that and I think they're coming, but yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, overall impression of the Switch and the hardware? are You guys, fans? Yes. You sitting uh, here I on mean, <laughs> voice Yeah, I was gonna say.
4: I think everywhere. we're a little biased, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm. It's I, I'm in love with this. It, Switch. It like does, I think it's great. It yeah.
0: delivers exactly what I wanted from it, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. which is, I probably not would not have gotten to 100 hours in Zelda if this thing didn't perform on the go as well as it promised it would, right? Like so that well. was, it fulfilled what. I was hoping from it, which is I can pick up my console game and just play on the train. So actually, you know,
2: I I don't know. I have to go back and listen to old NVCs, but like (laughs) it, it actually surprised me. And I am, I, I like it a lot more than I thought I would like it. You know, I'd like before when I heard the concept, I, there was always this worry about power. Will power keep the games down? Will they just not look at good, yeah. as good? Will it feel like playing an older machine? And then once I got to actually hold it at a pre-release event, I'm like, the system just feels so good. Yeah, You know, the way the controllers feel and everything. It's just such a great, great experience.
3: Yeah, just the manufacturing of this thing itself. It is comfortable. It's cool. Like, I like I admire it as a thing that I own. Like, mm-hmm. It's just a cool thing that I love to play around with and even just hold like this is fun.
2: So I, you know, I think it's safe to say we all uh, look uh, look forward to seeing what the future will bring for this device. I mean, it's kind of Cautious crazy optimism. When you got yeah. like yeah. Mario and Zelda in the first year and you know, uh, there's a Metroid coming obviously and there'll be a Smash and Brothers Pokemon, coming. Yeah. There'll be Pokemon coming and there are all these other franchises that we haven't seen in a while. Cough Advance Wars. Um, <laughs> that we would love to see in the system. It's just... I'm really excited to yep. see what comes uh, in the future. Um, I,
0: I hope it doesn't kind of hit that Nintendo doldrum that comes in a <laughs> system's later years. Yeah. But but I, I mean, they haven't given us a reason to think it will at least so far.
4: Yeah, and they're still, I don't know. I mean, they still—I do know—they already told us that Kirby was coming in 2018.
0: True, but look at three
1: DS.
4: We we're
2: talking about a system that is pretty long in the tooth, and that yeah. we just had a new Metroid game for, True. and you know, we, and a new we've, Kirby. we've yeah. got yeah, <laughs> we've got new games still coming out like Yokai Watch, uh, even though the the Switch is obviously out. So let's uh, quickly check in with our listeners. We only have a couple of minutes True. left. Uh, left. We're going to the question block. You yeah. wanna
4: you wanna yeah. hit that? Let's go real quick. Yeah. Uh, so these questions are we pulled them from Twitter this week. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. at at NVC podcast. We're over here at uh, NVC podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, is that right? Or is it yeah. Nintendo voice chat podcast? Yep. I always forget. Just search. Anyway, Nintendo Nintendo voice uh, it will be there. Yeah. Kieran Feifeld asks, uh, <laughs> what kind of increments do you think uh, we could see for future joy con iterations, analog triggers and true D pad are the obvious ones. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just vote a Google plex of, color schemes. I think mm-hmm. we'll see a million oh, different yeah. color schemes, custom ones for games, limited edition, collector's edition ones. Yeah, I think that's going to be their big play I for think Joy-Con.
2: I would be surprised if they didn't issue a Joy-Con left with a D-pad for the release of mm-hmm. virtual console, whatever that yeah. shape that takes. Yeah. Like, I think the D-pad iteration is a safe one. I think right now they just want to establish this machine and say, it is great to play any game. This is the perfect device. You can play racers, whatever but as you get deeper in the life cycle, I'm 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 with you, Kieran. I think they will take little iterations and give you special uh, releases packed in with certain certain games. We'll see what you know what form those will take. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine a whole bunch of them. You know, obviously with uh, for racing games that that optimize you know, the controls and yeah, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't pad
4: will be D pad yeah, is the big yeah, one, yeah. though. Yeah. And I wouldn't put it past them a couple years down the line to to uh, issue like a Joy-Con Plus in the same way that they did the. Motion controller. Well, Tom wants the uh, trackball for StarCraft. Of nice, <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. StarCraft, you want a mouse Twitch. that
3: you slide onto the side.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: a right.
2: mouse, and then you move the system uh-huh. over the exactly. table like that. Well, that yeah, was the
3: that was yeah. the implication when they first revealed it. They were like, "Well, you can slide. Obviously, there's the grip on the side, but right. also put anything they want
4: onto on the top as, of as long
0: as it yeah. has
3: that little track. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As long as they yeah. do that, they could add. Weird I want
4: little Donkey Konga bongos on Ooh. the side. Donkey bongos. Yeah, little <laughs> conga. Yeah. Then you play with
1: your thumbs.
4: Yeah. Second question comes from Aaron Beasley. He says, "If and when the the Nintendo, if and when Nintendo releases the Virtual Console, do you think Game Boy games will be available, a la Super Game Boy games, are portable yet playable on TV? I don't see why not. Yeah, I I think definitely with the
3: Switch bridging the gap between handheld and console, there's no reason not to. They're going to double
2: dip. I mean, they did this with with the Wii U and the you know like they they will bring back their classic catalog and they'll make them playable and you know this I feel like." Game Boy games look a lot better on a small screen on the go than they look on your television screen, mm-hmm. I, I think they will definitely...
4: Yeah, I mean, we see Game Boy Color games and... Uh- Game Boy Advance games on yep. previous Virtual Console iterations you know 3DS stuff like that like, yeah. so yeah I don't think I don't see why the original Game Boy can't make a reappearance I want GameCube if for Virtual Console that's the thing I want them to dip into they're, not gonna, they're never going to do it it's, it's a little gonna harder a, it's gonna it's gonna it is it's going it. to be, a, like gonna be the, the GameCube classic Hi, no, that, give me Pikmin <laughs> 1 and 2 again <laughs> i but see I think you will see
2: GameCube games but I think they will be re-released that are on proper cartridge like a Sunshine Mario Sunshine as a standalone game rather than the Virtual Console but who knows I'll buy them they've done some crazy stuff, and by the way, yeah, it is at NVC Podcast if you want to follow us on Twitter. Tiny little feed. I don't know. That. Zach personally mans it, I so if you that, ask a question, I feel like I should know that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. but Zach also forgets which one of his names is his first name sometimes. So. I have three of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very nice. Cool. That's it for <laughs> Nintendo Voice Chat this week. Uh, the crew back in the uh, in the control room is already like waving at us, telling us to uh, to, to stop the up. show because they want to go home as well. But Sorry, I we, slowed
0: everything down. It's no, no, you were awesome. Fault.
2: Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, Tom. We'll definitely uh, want to have you back, especially if you keep on playing those Switch games Oh yeah, yeah? and reviewing them for Happy us. Happy to come back. Um, you know, if you uh, like a Nintendo Voice Chat, check out uh, some of our other shows. We have uh, shows dedicated to all the console formats. We still don't have one for PC gamers, but hopefully we can rectify that eventually. Um, you know, check out GameScoop. Um, check out uh, uh, Beyond. Check out Unlocked. Also, some of the new shows we're launching on Facebook. If you go uh, follow IGN on Facebook, you'll see uh, shows like Expert Mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, where We've got a brand new show debuting very soon called Every Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes back to a format that we've been running for a while where we just do these really cool visually driven timelines. And the very first Every Ever is... Every Nintendo console ever. Every Nintendo console ever. And it'll be awesome. We'll have really cool CG graphics that show you show you what all the consoles look like. Like, um, I think people are really going to dig this one. Yeah, so follow IGN and and look up every ever when it's live. Mm-hmm. Um, where can people find you when you're not on the show?
3: Uh, you can find me playing Kingdom Hearts or on Twitter at J.M. Dornbush.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm at Zacharias D.
0: And I'm at Tom R. Marks.
2: Be sure to follow Tom if you want to uh, hear the rating for Golf Story, not Mario Golf, early. <laughs> uh, I'm Pear IGN on Twitter, and we will hopefully see you here next week again. Goodbye.